0: This is Jack, episode 15 of this illustrious podcast. Uh, David, I would say that you're doing pretty well. Yeah, yeah, I I would say say I'm doing pretty well. Um, Got some good
1: news for for the the loyal listeners, which we will discuss later.
0: That's what we in the business call a tease, ladies and gentlemen. Stay tuned to this episode to get to it. Um, Or foreshadowing. uh, We also want to shout out to the wonderful andre 3000 for that lovely intro of vibrate which is from the best-selling rap album of all time Speaker Box love below which in the interim between episodes best-selling best-selling album of this millennium isn't it it is it wasn't because so it's a double album and because double albums count you know if you if they're over 40 minutes on each disc a double album counts as two sales per unit so because of that it's technically the best... Uh, it is the best-selling rap album of all time. And I think probably of this millennium... I think actually it's either that or I think the Marshall Mathers LP is that. But, uh, you know, shout out to OutKast who had two anniversaries. Speakerbox Love Below was 15 years on September 23rd and Aquemini turned 20 on September 29th. I will say this, David, even though we use Vibrate, I'm not a huge fan of the Love Below. I love the love below. Ooh. It's such a, it's such a weird
1: ethereal album that yeah. you just kind of just, you don't really know where it's gonna go. It's just, it's taking you, it's taking you places. You know, it's got Andre talking about one night stands, and masturbation, obviously, and you know, beholding a lady, <laughs> you know, cat catcalling, and then roses, which everybody knows. Close. So like, Ma.
0: You know what would have been terrible if you're if you were a young girl named Caroline in the year 2003 to 2004. Yes. Yes. Caroline. For me I was more of a speaker box guy just because I I'm, I'm more of a general hip hop guy anyway, but I also thought that was such a good concise, well done Big Boy was, sounded great. The beats were great. I mean, Andre 3000 even had a few beats on it. Like Ghetto Music was his beat. Last mm-hmm. Call was his beat. I think Knowing was his beat, and he had another one. Uh, so there's Ghetto still, Music's but, a great, a great song. Ghetto Music is one of it, it. It's it might be able to sneak in as my favorite Outcast song of all time. And there are a lot of contenders on that list. Yeah, that's a that's
1: that's a bracket challenge
0: that's not easily done. Ooh, no, that is that would be uh boB o. B. O. B. that would be probably my favorite BoB um, B. is up there AT aliens
1: uh, spodio do a- uh yeah, do angel the g- art of storytelling art of storytelling
0: volume two i like I like part one a little better if we're talking about Equemini, but uh get up get out
1: great track oh, as
0: well f- uh, intro frequently used uh song on this podcast uh that's a great s- and you know what's great is um, on that album the title track southern playlist i like kind of music is is it, there are certain songs that isn't that are impossible to hate, and I would I would put my name to it. That you cannot listen to Southern playlists of Cadillac music and hate that song or even dislike no. it. It's a joyous song. Speaking of the love below and Heya, ah, the most famous song that was, of course, it is now a ubiquitous wedding song. And I just got back from the wedding that we talked which about.
1: also not a, like what are those yeah. what are those songs that people play at weddings where you're just like um
0: you know if you if you read the lyrics <laughs> what.
1: It's like when people play Leonard Bernstein's Hallelujah. I'm like, okay, not, 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 quite, not quite the, or or landslide. I hear people play Landslide by uh, Fleetwood Mac all the time, but it's like,
0: what? Along those lines, wasn't that sort of the Time of Your Life by Green Day? People it was yes. sort of an ironic song yes. that people kind of didn't get. Time of Your Life
1: is. Time of Your Life is Billy Joel Armstrong writing a song about how much he hated being. At, their, at the label they were at and how they fucked them over at every stage and every turn and how the label basically was milk and Green Day for all they're worth. And once Green Day left, they're like, ha, ah, hope you have the time of your
0: life. Yeah, and it turned into a big graduation. So, I mean, I, I guess that's sort of, if you're a good musician, you can sort of make that a clever little twist is that there's the subtext, but then people miss it. And Yeah. Uh, uh, but the wedding itself was... Uh, perfect i mean as much as we talk about maine on this podcast we are probably by this point the official podcast of the state of maine i'm willing to bet that we, i would
1: i would ac- we will accept that sponsorship
0: and yeah maine uh if i don't know who your governor who your governor is but give us uh, Paul the page paula page uh, we
1: don't want it we don't want any of his money uh,
0: Ah, got you, got you. Well, either way, uh, whoever may be involved, uh, just, you know, give us some money. Main
1: main tourism board.
0: So the wedding was at the barn on Walnut Hill, which is in Yarmouth. It's about 30 miles from Portland. And we stayed in an air. a bunch of us stayed in an Airbnb in Wyndham, which is more west, but it's about 20 miles, 25 miles. Uh, It was perfect. It was uh, 65 degrees and sunny.
1: Screw you. Uh,
0: I know. I... David, I got to wear a win- a light winter jacket. Up, a like- light a light jacket. A light jacket. You understand how happy that made me feel? I've been sweating my sweet white balls off for the last six months, and I got to wear a light jacket because the temperatures got into the forties at night. Oh, oh, it was great. So that was probably not the best part of the wedding. I guess the actual ceremony was the best part of the wedding, but. That was easily top three. And Yates and his uh, now-wife, Emily, got married in a very quick... Like, the actual ceremony was um, about seven, eight, ten minutes tops. Uh, They wanted to get it done quick and then just have an informal sort of presentation, which is great. Uh, His dad and his sister, Genevieve, sung Can You Feel the Love Tonight from The Lion King, which is Yates' favorite movie growing up, and he did all this stuff with it growing up, and not a dry eye in the house uh it was amazing and it also made me think that should i ever get married i would like you and bethany to maybe sing it's raining men at my wedding acapella you know you're we'll talk about it okay good i wouldn't worry i think i have plenty of time before that becomes an issue Hallelujah. i did stay with your parents i neglected to mention on that thursday the house me it's always great to see your parents um you, of course, got a phone call from your mom once I told her about the whole Clarence Clemens, Clarence Thomas thing from episode 13.
1: Yes, I got excoriated by my own mother. Thanks, snitch.
0: I I thought it would get a laugh. I forgot that sometimes in the hearts, laughs can turn to... Uh...
1: Chastising?
0: Chastising, that would be the best way to Chastising it. Chastising
1: is the nicest way to put it. Yeah, that my, my family's... Um... We don't really. The concept of playing nice with others doesn't really <laughs> exist within my family. Uh, I I love my I love my parents and I love my family, but like, ooh, they are. If
0: there
1: is if there has ever been a group, a, if there's ever been a group of people who, as a collective personality trait, you could describe as doesn't take shit. It would be my family.
0: Yeah. You and your father and your mother, as a collective unit, are, as you said, ain't taking nothing from nobody. We. Like, like you can say what you like go ahead and say whatever you want but
1: please don't be surprised especially if my father or mother honestly if they rip into you in ways that you didn't know you could be ripped
0: into oh it's like uh,
1: they will insult your intelligence without you even understanding that they're insulting your intelligence
0: they still remind me of the one time i must have been 10 or 11 that they had made me something at your house and they asked what i thought and i said well it's not terrible um, it wasn't horrible. Or Yeah, it, it was it Wasn't me- horrible. And um, I have 15 years later. Never, never lived it down. Never lived it down for a second. And you know what? It was just, um, but it's always great to see your family. They are like family to me. So I always appreciated that. And then now, um,
1: did, you, did you stay in the, in the main house or did they put you in the guest quarters?
0: Uh, they did put me in the guest quarter, um, which is, I a- like
1: to call it the shack. My parents do not.
0: I would love calling it The Shack. It's, it's a shack. That's
1: what, it's, that's what it started out as. It was a shack. Yes. And it's now got a, a toilet and air conditioner.
0: Yeah, and uh, that's shack with a CH, not a Q, for the record. Um, yes. But it's a nice little shindig they got. It's well-kempt. I liked it. I always like going there. And, yeah. you know, then I went over back from to the mainland for the wedding. Sunday, I went down. To Fenway Park in Boston with a couple friends, including PJ. I'd never been, it was amazing. Uh Boston's- Oh
1: boy, PJ PJ had a socks gear.
0: Yeah, he of course was wearing his Cubs gear, and I'm not gonna be one to make fun because were
1: were, were the Cubs even playing a game there
0: no but the Cubs were playing because the Cubs were playing a tiebreaker that day um or what acted as a tiebreaker that day so So what they're not they're not either of
1: the teams at the venue well the only time it's okay to wear a jersey from a team that's not involved directly in the game is if it's an
0: all-star game well let me or it's like a ceremonial testimonial well, what if I told you that I wore a shirt, but I, I that was a normal shirt, but I wore my San Francisco Giants hat to the game.
1: I would say you're a fool.
0: <laughs> well I would I would still criticize. Touche. The only the only time it's relevant
1: is if it's a team if it's a team in a non related sport.
0: That's fair. And you know what? I, I ac- even then
1: you still look kinda of weird. I,
0: I accept the criticism. I also um I was wearing a light, that same light winter jacket, even though, um, it was probably 70 degrees. And the reason I did that was because I knew I'd have to walk back to the bus stop to go back to Portland. So I, uh, needed a lot of pockets, but yes, I looked uh, the, You're also. These,
1: let's also keep in mind, Jack, you're talking to the guy who will heckle people for wearing, uh, Lately, it's been the people who are the Washington Capitals Stanley Cup champions hat and Stanley Cup champions shirt. And these are people of, of the fans of the fans they're of the team your that fault. I like. Yeah, they're your and fault. I still heckle them.
0: You also would make fun of me for years for wearing um, shorts that would lean on the side of baggy, I would say.
1: Culottes, was, Culottes. A, was a nicer way to to describe those shorts, Jack. Yes. Um, they came down to
0: Halfway down my calf, yeah. Um, mid-calf. Well, also, I mean, that was me compensating for my weight, so... And it was a bag of clothes era. I mean, it was a different time. It was 2008, brother. It was earlier than that. It was, yes. Uh, which actually makes it better, because that was more when that was in style. Uh, you know, shorts like that were never in style. Who am I kidding? Ooh, man, short, short. So, I came back on Monday. I had a wonderful time. I finished... You know, I had, like, layovers in JFK and all this. I had a four-and-a-half-hour layover in JFK, but um on the way up but i got i had a book i was all right uh it was a wonderful time we love weddings on this show to the point that i know david you and bethany have a wedding coming up soon too yes bethany and i will be attending a
1: wedding of our friends helen and jacob helen uh was a classmate of ours in co- well classmate of bethany's in college and then i met helen through bethany and her friends um it's gonna be down in the roanoke area so we'll have ourselves a grand old time
0: and uh, do you have anything special planned? Like, are you going to perform any songs or anything like that? No. No. Hmm. I offered both Yates. Uh,
1: uh, Helen, Helen and I are not at that kind of level. Okay. And not, like, you know, we're friends. Like, we'll, we'll hang out, you know. But, like, we we're friends you, in college. Not having you, know, you I sing haven't at known, the you know we're not, you know, we're not, like, biffles.
0: You know, I I offered both Yates and my friend Jake, who's getting married in, I believe, five weeks now. I guess four and a half. Um, pro bono, I would sing at their wedding, and uh, both times I was shut down with the ferocity of a thousand sons. It was
1: I just blame that on the wives.
0: That's exact. You know, that's exactly. That's exactly what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna say, Jack, this was a great idea. We would love to have you, but just it was it was shot down by other folks, and we can't control it. I do want to shout out to us because we they had a band at Yates's wedding. They were fine, but they performed for maybe an hour and a half. They were it could have been done by eight thirty, and we just said nope, We grabbed the ox cord and we just played more wedding songs for two hours. You know, it was a it was a super fun time and weddings. Now listen, David is twenty eight. I'm twenty six. We're at the age where a lot of these podcast episodes are going to talk about us going to a Whatever. wedding. Whatever.
1: Hey, man. If somebody wants to wants to throw a fancy party and expects me to be there, like, sure, why not? You pay for my food. Yeah, I'm, I'm inclined to show
0: up. Damn. I've also said this before. You're uh, some if you are, if you don't know this about David, David dresses up like a like a motherfucker.
1: I do what I can. You you. do I, I, I dress like a bum so much of the rest of the time, like. like flannels and baggy jeans and you know i've had the same pair of nike boots for 10 years
0: now which i'm going to get a new pair um wow, it's but, almost like, as old as the song nike boots almost almost almost, nike boots. almost. almost. just one more year but you now nah, you 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 clean up nice for a guy again you wouldn't no you you look at me and you would not
1: expect that i i know how to you know tie a tie in more ways than one i can tie two ways in fact yeah, Four in I'm... hand and double wins. I can't do any of that fancy like trifolds or any of that. But you know, I don't need to.
0: Yeah, I still am not at the stage of knowing how to tie a tie. But you know what? It's baby steps to adulthood. And um... I had to tie. I had to... I learned how to do it in high school, and I
1: eventually just had the tie that just lived in my locker.
0: You didn't have to wear a tie. I know you guys had a dress code, but you didn't have to mm-hmm. wear a tie. Oh,
1: you did? No, we had had to wear the tie. Yeah, okay. I had to wear the tie for. Um... Fall through winter and then spring was when we could wear the golf shirts, but I just ended up wearing the tie
0: most of the time anyway. Did you you not a you not a polo golf shirt guy? I don't particularly find them all that comfortable. Yeah, I'm, I'm the same. am the same. You know what? I'm actually the same with button downs. Where I
1: prefer, I would much prefer. Well, would, so remember, there's a difference. Button downs means you button the collar. Yeah. The collar is just an Oxford. I, just... I much prefer button downs or Oxfords to uh, golf shirts, just because. Short sleeves and a collar just feels weird to me. Yeah. Like, unless it's like a camp shirt.
0: You're right. I hadn't thought of it from that regard, but I guess that's why, because yeah, it has a collar and it has this short sleeve look and then it doesn't feel, it's usually not great material. It's just sort of this weird, you know, uh, I'm with you. Button downs, I guess just for me, I don't know that I'm a, a now I'm a very weird torso size where it's like nothing, you know, it's either way too baggy for my chest or way too tight on my shoulders. So I can't really fit in any good button downs. And, um, I just, I'm more of a, you know, like this is a decent shirt I'm wearing, but it's just a long sleeve kind of plain shirt and some nice jeans to me. That's a way for me to dress up or even business casual, I'll wear a sweater. But, uh, in the real world, if, and when I get a job, I guess I'm going to have to learn how to, you know, tie ties. Yeah. Maybe. Um, I
1: mean, Chuck doesn't wear a tie.
0: <laughs> and w- if there's one thing we know, it's that I am the Charles Barkley of the podcast world. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely, Ernie. Women be milking that baby thing too. Being pregnant, it can't be nearly as bad as playing a basketball game with a sprained ankle. Oh man, I'm so excited because the NBA season starts in.
1: Uh, I like, know. I am sometimes. too, actually.
0: And you know what? I'm happy that you you were not a basketball fan for a long time.
1: I so I will say this much. I have always enjoyed reading about basketball and NBA Twitter. Like, basketball is one of the most fascinating sports to read about because the, the the scope and pace of the game and the ability with which some of, I think, the best American sports writers have written about basketball really paints it as this, like, euphoric sort of game. And... It's been—it's a tremendous joy to read about. Uh, it's so much fun to listen to people just talk about basketball, yeah. and you know, I know, th- I—the pace of play. I think you know I could do with less stoppage in it, but like I'd rather watch an NBA game, which I know is going to be over in at the most two hours. Yeah, you know, a finals game might take two and a half than I would an NFL game, which is going to take three hours for a boring regular season.
0: And baseball, which I love, but baseball is a very... Three- bigger-
1: Baseball, baseball
0: the, the
1: shortest time for a game this last year the, in the regular season was like three hours and five
0: minutes. Yeah, the average time, and they've been trying to slow it down, but the average time is, I think, like 3.05. o If you get a two-hour... I remember game one of the World Series last year. The World Series, with its longer commercial breaks and everything, was two hour 30 minutes. And I remember just, I could not stop just telling everybody about how happy I was. That the, and I love baseball, but that this World Series game ended at a reasonable hour. It was such a nice change of any
1: like i view baseball a lot, like i view cricket like any sport where you can take a nap midway through and like the odds are things haven't changed that much right when you wake up an hour later it's
0: like "Mm." and and i love baseball and will defend it but i i can't defend I, i really dislike how long games take um and i again love baseball it's just you know basketball is my favorite sport shout out to curtis blow and it's 2 hours 20 minutes for a regular season game maybe 2 hours 40 if it's a prime time game playoffs might be 235 240 but that's manageable football is college football is very very long and i one of the reasons i can't get into it it's like four hours for most games and that has a clock at least baseball doesn't have a clock and they can use that excuse college football takes an interminable interminable amount of time
1: i also just uh, i have i have feelings about
0: the NCAA. That's another reason where I just we've got we've talked about it before, but just the blatant hypocrisy of the NCAA is yeah. very footing. Yeah. Um, so really quickly, speaking of baseball, because we've been following this as as our loyal listeners know, of uh, the Oakland A's journey to the playoffs, um,
1: unfortunately ended.
0: Yeah, uh, they lost I believe six to two to the New York Yankees in the wild card in game and. Uh, You know, it's sort of one of those things that is a sad reality of life that you just sort of have to accept that. uh, It's hard, but we we had a lot of fun. I think David and I really getting on this Oakland thing and he and I would call every night saying, 1230, he'd be like, yo, are you watching this A's game? And I'd be like, no, I'm sleeping. Why are you calling me? And I would do the same thing. Honestly, more
1: often than not, I'd be at work. More often than not, Jack would call me and I would be closing the bar. So I just wouldn't even answer.
0: Yeah, and you'd be, and I'd be leaving these four-minute voicemails about David. Why aren't you watching the A's with me? And then I would break down Sabi. I mean, you get emotionally invested in these teams, and it's hard to just turn that switch off. But It really
1: su- is. Such is
0: the reality of life. Um, and as we're recording this, just as quickly as I can give a baseball recap. In
1: less than 15
0: seconds! The championship series will be the Brewers and the Dodgers, and the Red Sox and the Astros. I'm interested in those series. I'm going to say Dodgers and... Uh, actually, no. I'm going to pick Milwaukee because they look great. And I'm going to say that the Red Sox will win. That'll be the World Series. Uh, we'll, move, we'll move on to sports that David cares about uh, briefly. Our team, Both of the teams we root for are in similar positions of decent records, but a little shaky. Yeah. The Jaguars are, I believe, 3-2, and two, right? 2-3, mm, and three, I think. Oh, they are okay. Yeah. I know they lost to Kansas City. Fournette's been out. That's been hurting them though.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh the Ravens are 3 and 2 but lost to Cleveland, which might as what well, the Ravens might as well go and win 16 if they're going to lose to the Browns. That's that's just sort of a I don't want to say a tragedy. This Browns team isn't bad. I know they're not bad, but everything I hear is this Browns team isn't bad. But David, as if if you're a fan in the AFC North and you see the two Browns games every year, there's always the party that goes Okay, there's two games against Cleveland. and now the Ravens lost 12 there's to- two
1: teams there's two teams against the team against the city that which you stole a team from. Okay.
0: Here's the thing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you're not wrong. You're not wrong, but Cleveland got a team back three years after. Um, and that was part of the deal. and they kept the name, they kept the franchise, they got a new stadium. The the Colts left Baltimore and the team was basically in peril for 15 years. And by the way, the Browns have been back for, oh, 20 years. And they've been, to use a David Hart term, dog shit. They've been the worst team in the history of sports in the 20 years they've been back. So, you know what? Pardon me if my sympathy for the Browns is super, super low. Um I can't defend Modell moving the team, but um, I can say that the Browns really haven't given me any reason to feel sorry for them, if that's fair.
1: I can argue that. I can uh, argue
0: that. So now we are the underemployed podcast. So this was, we'll get to the T te- again. We're going to tease this again. We both have updates on jobs. I'll give mine first because whenever you hear someone say, give me the good news or bad news first, you usually pick the bad news to get out of the way. Mine was. Um, I talked on the last episode we did about I had a demo reel shoot coming up, I believe, that following Sunday. hmm And I went to the shoot, uh, and it really did not go well. I spoke way too fast, didn't remember my lines, um, didn't like how I looked on camera. I guess part of that's just getting used to it, but I, I just didn't think I really had a presence, um... Didn't get good interviews. Didn't hold the mic well. Uh, it was a it, your your boy was not in the best of shape after that day. But I had to sort of I've been spending now the last two weeks really getting into myself and wondering if this is something I can do being on TV specifically. Um, and it wasn't as maybe it wasn't as bad you know talking to people about it. It wasn't as bad as it was. But I also know that. Um, I I felt like I told someone this that I, I feel like I have to work really hard just to be passable and I can't, you know, I'm not working hard to be extraordinary. I'm working hard just to be good enough, which is kind of frustrating. I told someone it feels like I'm trying to lift up a car just to get a quarter under the tire, and um, there's even talking to my mom about it, and she reminded me that when my brother, sister, and myself had all gotten memory tests years ago that are working memory, which is, you know, retaining information in the moment and keeping it. If it was just based on that, it was, it tested out to like a 70 level IQ, which is borderline at the level for mental. Not, n- not, not, a, not, a, not a good look. It's not, it's at the border. It's at the borderline of, you know, mental, just the use of medical term, medical, mental retardation, which is sort of, it, but it made sense of like, oh, I know now why my memory feels bad and. So that's a hard part. If you want to be on TV, I can't read every line from a script. So it's been discouraging, but I've also just sort of had to uh, look more into. I guess just doing soul searching the last two weeks, uh, mm-hmm. which is not fun, but that's also part of the gig. You just have to power through it. I still get to do this, which I love. I still. I I, I always say this. It's sort of a joke, but it is. There's truth to it. I got told, I've been told in my life a couple of dozen times that I have a great voice for radio and I didn't hear you have a great face for TV until I went on a date like two months ago when someone said it and I was surprised to hear it so radio might be more of my calling. It's a true statement. Yeah and you know that's it is what it is man listen uh, from the neck down I'm a beautiful man like I am I would put myself up against John Cena even and I would probably win that but you know the money maker ain't uh, you know it ain't the cash cow. To use too bad example.
1: It ain't it ain't cashing your checks yet. No, That'll
0: get you that. Don't you worry. So anyway. Don't you worry. So anyway, that is my end. Uh, but Let's turn that strong sad into a strong glad, because David Hart has. <laughs> there's <laughs> a there's a reference I never thought we'd get.
1: I don't like food anymore.
0: Oh please! Oh, if I could reference Homestar in this podcast a thousand times, I would do it a thousand times. Um, but David. I ha- was
1: raised by a cup <laughs> of coffee. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, for the exciting news, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I got a job. I got a job as a sales rep for a brewery um, in Fauquier County. I won't name them because I haven't gotten permission to do so. But um, check out my Facebook and, you know, reach out to me personally. You can, uh, you know, you can find out all that info. Or if you want to talk to me, you can talk to me. I will gladly tell you who I work for. Um, this is a really cool opportunity, opportunity for me. I'm going to be the sales rep in Arlington and D.C., uh, so I'm going to be moving back to the area. Um, the challenge now is to find a place to live
0: mm-hmm. for eight months. And if, you, um, and if you're a listener to this podcast, you're probably saying, wait, didn't David just talk about moving to a new house three months ago?
1: you would be correct i did indeed just talk about moving to a new house three months ago and i'm already moving again and i'm you know i have feelings about it um on one hand this is a really exciting opportunity for me and i'm really happy to be able to move to 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 a place to do something that i that i really want to do but on the other hand dude i just i just finished unpacking (laughs) most of my clothes we still have a box or two floating around the house that haven't been unpacked
0: yet at least that's easier to move now You know, I guess. But yeah, that is, again, even with the benefits of a job, there is the sort of shitty part of it, which is, hey, I have to move again and I have to move further north and I have, you know, all that fun little stuff. But knowing you, I know that you are thrilled at the chance to do something that you like doing, are good at and can sink your teeth into and, and, you know, you can really invest in.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm definitely excited for the opportunity. Um, I get to do what I love doing, which is talking about beer, and I get to you know work for a company that I really like and respect. B- both you know the product that they put out, but then the way that they treat their employees and their stewardship for the the space around them and their charitable causes. So that's it's really nice to to find a company that more closely aligns with my uh, sort of personal ethics um, you know they they don't exactly entirely match up but I'm willing to to, to pick and choose on some things you know they, they pay their employees well they provide insurance they provide you know a lot of a lot of good benefits and so I'm more than happy to you know t- jump on board with somebody who's willing to have me
0: and that makes me happy as someone who's known you for as long as I've known you that you, cause as we've talked before too, it's not just getting a job. It is in your case, getting a job where you feel like you are helping people or you're doing something more than just your job. You can reach out and yeah. help. And I think that's a huge, for me, that's probably what made me happiest was knowing that you had found something where you felt like you could do that.
1: Yeah. And you know, it, it had been uh, a, dis- a discouraging process. You know, i had applied to probably about 20 job, 20 different jobs, um, had gotten in for two interviews and had only heard I hadn't heard back from anybody after after the first interview, um, so to you know have this company reach out to me directly without me even applying to them, reach out to me and say, hey, you know we have a we're, we're gonna have a position open if you're interested, and to go from sort of wandering in the wandering in the desert to you know having a full time salary job in two weeks is a really incredible turnaround and something that I'm be very thankful for and you know hope to repay there. Uh, they're they gamble with me because I it is a, in in the beer in the beer world you want your salespeople to to have a certain amount of experience and I I'm more than willing to admit I'm a little green, but probably less
0: than you I, probably less than you think though
1: I, I maybe but I'm more than willing to make up that greenness with an enthusiasm for the product and I have the added benefit of going to a place that I know uh, you know I, I grew up in Arlington obviously as as we've talked about um, so you know being able to get back into Arlington and sort of wax poetic I can you know go to some of these stores and be like you know I remember the old days when things used to be like this and like that and like this and buy our beer yeah
0: <laughs> you become the embodiment of the old man yells at cloud uh screenshot
1: old man old man yells at old uh, except I will be old man yells at yo pros <laughs>
0: <laughs> on that note uh Thank you all for listening to episode fifteen of again this wonderful podcast that uh, Rolling Stone once called a waste of time. But you know who cares what they have to say. Uh, but
1: we're not. But we're not a waste of time with
0: it's the real. No. that's a tremendous podcast. I will take your word for it. I, the only podcast I listen to are my own. But um, <laughs> even I'm not. I'm, I'm like kidding. That. Even I'm not that much of an asshole. Uh, but thank you all for listening. And again. The Underemployed Podcast, uh, we will not rename because the brand is too brolic, but we... Uh... But
1: also because Jack is.
0: Yes. So as far even though David has ascended, I am dragging the ship down as the anchor. So we are fortunately and will for the near distant future still be underemployed.